We are back on the sidelines and a little recap edition of the Cincinnati Bengals. Lindsay Patterson here. Molly Watson not on this episode, but plenty of content coming your way. Reds Fest, a look ahead to December and January of the Bengals football season and more this week. We're looking back a little bit and then the outlook, the playoffs for the Cincinnati Bengals next on On the Sidelines. OrthoCincy Orthopedics and Sports Medicine has eight convenient orthopedic urgent care clinics in Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana with convenient weekday, evening, and Saturday hours for fractures, sprains, strains, and more. OrthoCincy's dedicated orthopedic specialists will treat your sport, work, or everyday injury. Just walk in. No appointment is ever needed at OrthoCincy Orthopedic Urgent Care. Plus, you'll spend less time and money than going to a crowded ER. Learn more at OrthoCincy.com. That's OrthoCincy with a it's the Bengals and Chiefs on Sunday. Huge game for Cincinnati. It's been wild because obviously they started the season out 0-2 and, and now they're 7-4. and They went 6-2 and in their last eight games. And I really think that says a lot for some of the early season talk. And just right before the season, I think a lot of people were sleeping on the Cincinnati Bengals and kind of referencing Super Bowl hangover that that was really going to impact them or affect them. You look around the AFC and everybody loaded up. The AFC West was an off-season favorite, and now it's really looking like it's just the Kansas City Chiefs in that division. The AFC North, it's a battle between Baltimore and Cincinnati. Yes, I know Deshaun Watson is coming back this weekend, uh, but I don't like the overall cast in Cleveland, and to be honest, I don't root for anything up north so hopefully that takes a turn and then you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers yes they beat a pretty beat up Colts team and it's it's what it is Um, I think they'll finish pretty average this season but overall all eyes are on Cincinnati and the Baltimore Ravens huge loss for Baltimore falling to the Jags because if you looked at the second half of their season it was oh Cincinnati has a gauntlet it's not going to be easy for them and look they still have tough games this week against the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills Tom Brady and Tampa still going to be tough you get the Patriots who have a legit defense but I just wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket for the AFC North when it comes to the favorite for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, They haven't really convinced me all season that this is a legit team. And look, they may start stacking the wins and take the division early. Or if you come down to the last game of the season when it's Cincinnati and the Baltimore Ravens at Paycor Stadium, it just feels like that game is going to be huge and a decider on, on what's going to happen. I think you can almost... Yeah, of course, it would be nice to have easy games to, to end the season, but I think this helps Cincinnati. Um, you, you go into January where you have two tough battles, the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football, the Baltimore Ravens the following week, and if they're lucky enough, they're going into postseason. Maybe it's on the road in a wild card, or maybe it's at Paycor Stadium. They proved that they can win on the road, and they were one call away from winning the Super Bowl for the home team when they were playing the Los Angeles Rams. So me personally, I think this is going to benefit Cincinnati if they can stay healthy. They're one of the legit top AFC teams right now. I think it's Kansas City, Buffalo, and the Cincinnati Bengals. I know how people feel about the Miami Dolphins, and maybe this will come back and get me at the end of the season, but I'm still not convinced. I like the way they looked when um, Cincinnati faced them on Thursday Night Football. Two was in the first half, and I felt like the defense held their own. Yeah, Cincinnati is without Cheeto, one of their best 
corners, but uh, I don't know. I still have faith in, in the overall product on both sides of the ball. You get DJ Reader back, who is huge when it comes to stopping the run. He's the captain on and off the field. And these guys are just going to be fired up. You play four of six at home at Paycor Stadium, and all eyes are on what's going to happen in December and January. Look ahead to this matchup. It's a big deal. Jamar Chase, he went limited last week, and, uh, you know, they gave him another week off, and I think that's really telling. You're not pushing him to be back out there. They felt like they had enough talent to beat the Tennessee Titans. You know, credit to the defense. Um, unbelievable. Mike Hilton, little Mike Hilton tackling the Derrick Henry and really not letting him get anywhere when it comes to uh, to rushing, and I think that just, you know, proves a point with this offense and Joe Burrow. He showed everyone, I can win these games. Going 3-1 and one without your number one receiver. And yes, T. Higgins is a number one receiver too. And that's what's great about these weapons in Cincinnati. Um, you could even say Tyler Boyd would be a number one on other teams. But overall, this offense is rolling at a great time. They go undefeated for the first time since the 80s in November. And yeah, it's not where the most important football is played. But it helped them gain some wins and stack wins and learn how to win. Win three in a row for the first time this season and then you get to come home from four to six four of the next six at home and I just think this game coming up is is going to feel like playoff atmosphere it's going to get them ready for January and uh, if they win they have almost a 90 percent chance of making the postseason it's not going to be easy winning the division when you have the Baltimore Ravens right there neck and neck and their schedule is a little bit easier but really it's any given Sunday if you look at how they played against Jacksonville I love this matchup, though. Uh, if Jamar Chase is healthy, which we'll find out more when he gets back to practice this week, Joe Mixon is back out there. Smajay P. Ryan is running the ball. Had three touchdowns versus the Steelers, and he really showed up against the Titans, too. T. Higgins, like I said, a number one guy. Hayden Hurst, who stepped up this season, has been one of my favorite free agent signings that they've had. I feel like they got to find a way to extend him. But uh, I like the way this offense is rolling. And, and on the defensive side, Lou Anarumo has shown other NFL teams how to stop Patrick Mahomes. A lot of people forget that Kansas City was on a run last year when they came into Cincinnati in January, and they, they stopped that, that winning streak. And um, obviously nobody will forget the Kansas City AFC Championship game. He's proven you know how to stop these quarterbacks, how to make them limited that a lot of NFL teams – you know, would be wouldn't be able to do. They struggle with. I think if if Lou goes and gets a head coaching job, it's going to be in the AFC West because they're going to want to know a secret. How do you stop one five on the Kansas City Chiefs? And I just believe again that they can do it with him at coordinator, with what Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan's doing on the offensive side. Joe Burrow's playing at an MVP level, even though he's not getting the credit he deserves. So I do. I think I think a win on Sunday would just put a target on their back in the NFL to let a lot of people know this team is for real. There's no Super Bowl hangover, and uh, they could do some damage in December, January, and, and maybe February. Uh, I'm feeling pretty optimistic. And, you know, if they don't find a way to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, it's not the end of the season. But I just feel like you're at home. I think Jamar Chase should be the last guy out of the tunnel. Yeah, when they announce the offense and, and just kind of have the home crowd all in. Um, you know, maybe he isn't the number one guy on the field because he's going to get double covered, maybe triple teamed. Um, that T. Higgins shows up. Maybe it's a Tyler Boyd game. 
you you have Joe Burrow out there, and I really I want one of the best games. I want them to stay healthy, get out of that game healthy, and and then you get uh, Cleveland coming to town, and everybody knows about Cleveland and their quarterback that's returning this week. So I'm all in right now. Um, this team can be better than the 2021 season. Uh, they have a better offensive line. Ted Karras, captain, center. Uh, watching him come off the field in Nashville, just proving like, hey, this team is is all in. And a guy who just who just arrived here in March, um, this 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 line is really learning how to play together. And there was a lot of criticism early on in the season that oh, this offensive line is still bad, and they're not protecting Joe Burrow, and that takes a minute for them to gel and connect, get that chemistry. And we really saw it around week five and six and maybe even points to the Thursday night football game against the uh, Miami Dolphins that Joe had time. And when Joe has time, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. So I think that, you know, some exciting football's on the way in Cincinnati. I know, you know, Bearcats fans are down right, or Bearcats fans are, are down right now. And, uh, Baseball was what it was, uh, but right now it's, it's it's a good time to be a Bengals fan. Um, I'm so pumped. I'll be at the game, and uh, in December we'll have more football off-season podcasts with myself and Molly Watson, and uh, just wanted to give a little recap of, of the state of the Bengals and, and going forward and what we could really see in the back half of the schedule. Um, it's not easy. You get Kansas City. You got Cleveland. New England Patriots, good defense. Tampa Bay, you're still playing Tom Brady on the road, uh, the Buffalo Bills, and then that last game of the season, which would be wild if it determined the AFC North winner um, at Paycor Stadium, just like last year. In January, of course, it was against the Kansas City Chiefs, um, but, you know, till the very end, till till almost the last week of the season, the division was determined on uh, on on that game, and I just... I'm all in. I'm not. I'm not giving up on that division. I think it's it's still in the hands of Joe Burrow. They're the better overall team over the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but of course, Baltimore has the easier schedule at the back half of the season. But yeah, I think this will really get them ready, no matter what. Um, if they can find three more wins in this last half of the season, in these next six, um, they're in. They might be on the road. They might be that wild card. They might be the last seed. But I think 10 and 7 gets you in just like it did last year, just a little bit different because you would be the wild card team. And uh, I'd rather have a home playoff game. But, uh, but yeah, I'll have more. More on a, a look ahead to Kansas City and, and kind of a recap of that next week when you have the Cleveland Browns coming to town and, and where this team's at. But all good times, good vibes only in Cincinnati. And uh, here's to Joe Burrow throwing uh, several touchdowns against Kansas City or at least making it a great game at home, sweet home at Pecor Stadium. You can follow me at Alindia S. Patterson, Molly Watson. Make sure you're listening to her every afternoon. But thank you, as always, for listening to On the Sidelines on Q102. We are back on the sidelines. And a little recap edition of the Cincinnati Bengals, Lindsay Patterson here. Molly Watson, not on this episode, but plenty of content coming your way. Reds Fest, a look ahead to December and January of the Bengals football season and more this week. We're looking back a little bit and then the outlook of what could be the playoffs for the Cincinnati Bengals next on On the Sidelines.